You are listening to Dear Texas Radio, a program of Dear Texas Read and sponsored by Texas Authors Incorporated. If you would like to ask today's guest author a question, please do so on Twitter using the hashtag DearTexasRadio. However, not all questions will be answered during the show. Now sit back and enjoy listening to today's show and learn about a Texas author and their books. And welcome to today's show. This is your host, Beyond Bourgeois, and I have with me today Roy Clinton. Welcome, Roy. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. We have quite a lot to talk about because you're a very busy man in your professional life, but also in writing, and you have lots of books. So let's dive right into it with Lost, which is the first book of many that are set around a Western theme. But this is, as your character has kind of put it, he's 150 years late. Why is that? Well, this is, uh, it's, it's, it's about a, a young man who, uh, he's a modern-day cowboy, lives in Bandera, Texas, but he, he fancies himself a bit of a Renaissance man, believes he was born too late, wishes he was a part of the, 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 the cowboy culture of 150 years ago. And actually, when, when this book was first published, um, the title was Clint's Journey Home because it's a, a, the, 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 the main character in it is named Clint, uh, Clint Hazard, of all things. Uh, and yet, as people read the book and gave me feedback on it, they said, this is yeah, maybe about his journey home, but this is about a man who's lost. He is just absolutely, he, he, he loses everything. I mean, things were, were coming apart in the opening scene. He's uh, in his special custom pickup, and uh, gets run over by an 18-wheeler, and so that, you know, there's that loss. He's uh, got a girlfriend in the car with him, in the truck with him, and uh, this man's married, and the lady with him is not his wife, and his wife kicks him out. There's another loss. He works with his son on the ranch, and son doesn't want to have anything to do with him. I mean, it's one thing after another as this man watches his life uh, really come unwoven, and uh, then the the journey of him seeing if there's a way to put it back together. The, the interesting thing is that that this is uh, really a, 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 a tale of uh, I don't know. It, it seems really uh, pretty contemporary. Um, as, as you know, Alan, my day job, I'm uh, I'm a psychotherapist, and my goodness, the things that happen to Clint Hazard, these are things that that uh you know come across come across my desk, come uh, come into my office uh day after day. But you know the the the, uh, the the fact is his life is is out of control and lost, but he does uh, see a, a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and and, and and the book is the process of him of him wandering down that trail, not not taking a really a straight shot at it, but uh, having some detours along the way. Uh, but it's something that's uh, very relatable. And uh, right now it's out on our website on uh, 
at topwesterns.com as well as Amazon. Uh, it's out under the title Clint's Journey Home, but within the next few days it will be uh, retitled Lost because it's just really a, a lot more, uh, or it's a, a good bit closer to what the, the book is really about. Now, considering your daytime job and all the problems and or challenges that your character is going through, how much of this has been taken from those people that you've talked to or worked with and stuff? I mean, are you taking bits and pieces of all these different people and putting them into one character, or is there something else there involved? No, there, you know, always there's the, you know, I, I keep my, my clients' lives confidential. Um, and there's nothing that's ever identifiable to a person, so everything is de-identified. Um, and yet the things that that uh, happen in true life many times are, are uh, you know, may seem more unusual than something that would be a part of a of an author's imagination. So... Uh, you know the the things that that uh, are in the book, the different things that happen. For for example, uh, Clint is uh, he he realizes one day how how out of control things are when he wakes up in the median of Interstate Ten somewhere in Mississippi. He literally wakes up. Uh, comes out of a, a drunken stupor. He's in a pickup truck that he, that is not his. He has a sack of money beside him, uh, some four thousand dollars. Has no idea where it came from, and then he starts beginning to piece things back together as to how he got there. Uh, I mean, all of that's so far fetched that had it not really happened, I would have, I would have. Uh, had it not happened and been related to me, I would have uh, thought, you know, this is this is just uh, really not plausible. And yet, there there are things that happen when a guy's life gets off track, things like that, and and other things. Anyway, there's uh, and the exact details I I gave are nothing like uh, uh, actually what has been related to me. But these are these are just examples of. Uh, of uh, you know what has happened in Clint's life and and continue to happen in people's lives today. You know, there people look for for uh, adventure, look for excitement, and uh, oftentimes get their lives badly off track and begin to wonder how is it possible to to get back uh, to to reclaim life. You know, is it is it possible to to get to a place where the craziness is gone, and uh, and that's okay, that that they're able to operate without without the uh, the drama, uh, without the, uh, the the catastrophe uh, always being on the horizon. They do say that life is stranger than fiction. Definitely true that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we have. Just a few minutes left of the first segment, and I wanted to know um, what got you into writing 
these well not only this book but your also your series Midnight Marauder which is a western series what what motivated you to write something of this nature well i've i've written for years i've got um a number of professional books uh under uh, uh my my given name not my pen name and and so but i was really looking for a way to introduce clients to to something that um, would be helpful to them where they may not be more inclined to read clinical books, but maybe they would read a novel. So that's where Clint's Journey Home came from. And then, though, I enjoyed it so much before it was, um, before the ink was really dry on it, uh, I began writing the, the next series, the Midnight Marauder series, um, who has, it has nothing to do with uh, with psychotherapy, uh, but you know they're they're classic Western novels set in the eighteen late eighteen sixties uh, and early eighteen seventies, and uh, so that's just that's something that came as a result of Clint's journey home, uh, soon to be called Lost, uh, and uh, so that that's the, the the whole genesis of the Midnight Marauder series. So are you finding this to be therapeutic for yourself to be able to write these type of stories? <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's there's a uh, funny you ask it like that. There's a, I'm sure there's a a lot of therapy that goes on. You, you heard me say once at a at a writing event, you know, when I have a really tough day, which I just had one by the way with clients, that I, I just go home and kill somebody, <laughs> and I, I pull out my by a computer and I began writing and and so yeah it's it's definitely therapy for me um no there's no deep message there in the in the western novels that I write other than you know I've got a, a a real sense of what's right and what's wrong and even with a character that is a a, a vigilante which he is I mean you say oh well, that's absolutely wrong and it is, and yet it's in a situation where if he doesn't stand up and do something, that uh, many other people will get harmed. And so it's a, there's kind of a push-pull going on in his life as he tries to figure out what is the next best thing, what is the right thing to do, and when faced with things where actually it looks like there's two wrongs, how does he make a decision? Um, and we're going to stop right there. Um, okay. I want to go ahead and go to commercial first because Midnight Marauder has a, a total of four books currently, and you've got another one coming out, and, and there's a lot to talk about. So I don't want to leave people um, hanging too much, but let's pick it up after the commercial break, and we'll go from there. Love to read? Love to meet authors in person? Then check out bookfestival.network to find a book festival in your region of Texas. We are adding book festival events throughout the year, so sign up to get notices and even a coupon towards purchase of a Texas author's book. Sign up at bookfestival.network. Headlines. Cryptocurrency vultures are circling around failing governments. Darknet predators are rushing to market with their newest digital product. They promise economic salvation, even as they coupon clips straight from your digital wallet. The newest techno-thriller installment from Breakfield and Berkey, The Enigma Source, 
Book 10 of the Enigma series continues the combat of cyber good guys versus cyber thugs set in today's digital landscape. Remembrances from the Heart is a compilation book of heartfelt eulogies and poems that honor the deceased and comfort the living. Beautifully illustrated and spiritually written by Christian author Vicki Valen Johnson, who has created an artistry of words that will be healing for those suffering and inspiring to those listening, offering a sensitive message behind each passage. This cherished table book is available worldwide or at a Christian bookstore near you. For more information, please visit RememberancesFromTheHeart.com. A new online bookstore, IndieLector.store, is unlike any other. IndieLector.store offers great prices from top indie authors and supports authors at the same time by paying them more for their books. IndieLector.store has a reader's club that gives you free books and special deals. Watch the IndieLector.store continue to grow before it opens in the fall of 2019 at IndieLector.store. Have you ever thought what you would do if you had to put your life on hold to parent your parents? Charlotte Cannon has lived the journey caring for three parents with dementia, Alzheimer's, and Parkinson's. Her book, You Have to Laugh to Keep from Crying, How to Parent Your Parents, is a survival guide for adult children caring for aging seniors. Her book is available at books.txauthors.com, Amazon, or your favorite bookstore. Do you love to read great new ebooks? Visit ebg247.com. Be the first to discover the next bestseller. At EBG247, we have the web's largest selection of great new book reads, from that amazing new fiction or nonfiction to horror, romance, and fantasy. We even have today's best children's books. That's ebg247.com. New books arrive daily, and all ebooks start at just 99 cents. If you love to read, then you'll love EBG247. Low prices, large selection, and an easy-to-use website. It's all only at ebg247.com. You are listening to Dear Texas Radio, a program of Dear Texas Read, and sponsored by Texas Authors Incorporated. If you would like to ask today's guest author a question, please do so on Twitter using the hashtag DearTexasRadio. However, not all questions will be answered during the show. Now sit back and enjoy listening to today's show and learn about a Texas author and their books. And welcome back. This is your host, D. Alan Bourgeois, and I have with me today Roy Clinton. Welcome back, Roy. Hello. It's good to be back with you. Now, before we went to um, the break, you were starting to talk about the Midnight Marauder series. Um, you're dealing with a gentleman by the name of John Cruder who has to decide a lot of things. What motivated you to first write this book, but secondly, to do a series? Because you have not only these four that are currently out as of tomorrow, but many more that seem to be lined up and ready to go. Well, I, uh, I started out with a, with a, a, a place that I love. Uh, which is the hill country of Texas, specifically the uh, the town of Bandera, Texas. And uh, I've spent a I've spent a good bit of time on on ranches there, and uh, wrote 
much of my very first book there on uh, ranches, dude ranches, guest ranches there in Bandera. And uh, as I began to, to, to think about it and research the town, and uh, I found out it had a really interesting history. And before I knew it, I was uh, it was as though I was transported back there and and living back in that time 150 years ago. Um, the 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 uh, main premise of the first book, Midnight Marauder. Uh, in fairness to Bandera, I need to tell that that uh, the town council, unlike in uh, Midnight Marauder, the town council was not composed of crooks, of thieves, and murderers. Uh, as far as I know, they were all very fine people. However, in this novel, back in uh, the early 1870s, uh, John Cruder found out that uh, he was serving the town as marshal, that if he didn't do something, uh, the entire town was going to be ri- wiped out. And uh, he actually found out that uh, they were, uh, the town council was getting on to him and realizing that he was uh, uh, probably on their trail and he knew that he had to disappear, otherwise the people that he loved that he cared for in that town would end up being targets in order to get to him. And so he uh, he took on the assumed identity of, of the Midnight Marauder and began working behind the scenes to ferret out the injustices that he saw there. And uh, found out they, the uh, actually the, the injustices went on up into uh, the state capital, up into Austin, so the, the t- t- town council was able to operate pretty much with impunity. They uh, they didn't have to worry about anyone or anything, and uh, so they were operating completely outside the law and doing it with with without having to worry. It almost sounds like a modern day Washington D.C. story. <laughs> you know, at uh, recently at the Texas Book Festival, somebody was had had uh, read part of it, and they came back, and they said, so what's surprising about this? You know, <laughs> as I read about this, this is this is not like this is a real novel. It's like you're writing uh, what's what's really happening, but I don't think it's quite that quite that bad. Now, you started off with, of course, the first one, which is Midnight Marauder, um, but then you go on from there. Uh, go ahead and tell us in order um, the books and basically what each one represents. Okay. Um, went from there, went to uh, Return of the Midnight Marauder, and uh, this is just uh, continuing the story of uh, of his quest to, to ferret out the, uh, the evil there in the town. There is a love interest along the way, um, a young woman that he meets at the ranch that he was working on. He he was actually working on a ranch prior to becoming um, the marshal for a brief time, and and in the in the process, the uh, in uh, the return of Midnight Marauder, he he actually is introduced to a lot of uh, injustices throughout the state. In fact, he finds some some things as he's as he's moving around. He finds. Um, some things happening that uh, were surprising to him. Uh, for example, there's a, a, a great deal of racial 
uh, prejudice and injustice that he encounters. And and a, take a page or two out of history for this uh, a corrupt politician in Central Texas that introduced the KKK into uh, into the state. And all of that is factual. The the politician himself and and so forth. Um, a hanging uh, that takes place uh, in uh, Huntsville, Texas, on a plantation there. People don't think of the plantations in Texas. They think of you know plantations in Louisiana or maybe South Carolina, but there are plenty of plantations in Texas. And on a cotton plantation there, uh, a man uh, that uh, was killed. And then the uh, the way the Midnight Marauder came in and and began to rebalance the the scales of justice there, and then the uh, the third one is revenge of the uh, midnight marauder, and in the revenge book, uh, he uh, he really uh, well he he takes out his revenge. He goes and he he uh, completes the job of cleaning up uh, the town and and tracking down. The individuals that were uh, were really single-handedly uh, taking over the town. the The book that's coming out on uh, December one is uh, Midnight Marauder and the President of the United States. And I had a great deal of fun with this um, because it's it's uh, very much a historical novel. Uh, it tracks uh, the uh, president at the time, his life a bit. Uh, President Ulysses S. Grant and John Cruder uh, is summoned to uh, uh, there to, to, to Washington to uh, really work at the behest of the president. Uh, the president is able to put together enough to, to figure out that if he's not the midnight marauder, that John Cruder uh, certainly is the one that's able to contact him and and press him into service. The uh, the, the crisis that is taking place there is a financial crisis, uh, and the, there are unscrupulous men that are trying to control railroads, and as a result, there's a, a huge panic, a, a really a Great Depression. And this, too, is taken right out of the pages of history, the Panic of 1873, where um, the financial crisis really rocks the entire world, not just the United States. Uh, even called the Great Depression until we hit the 20th century and and had uh, that that depression that that then took on that name. So uh, the Panic of 1873, the life of uh, Ulysses S. Grant, and then the 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 fictional part of bringing John Cruder into that and and letting him be the uh, the catalyst that that causes different things to happen, and uh, even gets a a bit of respectability there when uh, the the president uh, commissions him as a, an agent for the government. But you know the Alan thing that that I have uh, had more fun with over uh, all day yesterday. Uh, I was uh, I got to spend the entire day. Listening to the audio uh, version of uh, Midnight Marauder and the President of the United States, the all of my books are on audio, and I've got a an amazing 
narrator, R. William James, and that's I'll tell you that's a that's a pen name as well because this this man's a Broadway actor. He has an amazing voice. He's got the the, the most uh, uh, amazing uh, Western, deep Western, uh, authentic cowboy accent uh, for a guy that lives in New Jersey and, <laughs> and makes his living on Broadway. Uh, but he he just does a fabulous job with all of the books. And, and like I say, I just finished President, and and I think this is going to be something that people will enjoy a great deal. One of the things that I liked about it, uh, at the very end of uh, this book, and I'm not giving away much here, but at the very end, uh, uh, John Cruder is coming back home, and he's getting back home just in time for Christmas and uh, sings some Christmas carols to his family. Well, I, I couldn't resist putting this in. I mean, knowing, knowing that uh, R. William James is a Broadway actor and, and uh, knowing the, uh, the, the skill set he's got to have to pull off that job. Uh, anyway, uh, John Cruder uh, gets to sing several Christmas carols to his family. And the first one, I, I love listening to it because it's just, it's just an old cowboy singing and you can hear just the uh, the old rough cowboy's voice, but by the time he gets to the third carol, I mean you you hear this beautifully beautifully uh, trained voice, but with a western accent <laughs> singing. So anyway, that's one of the things that I hope people uh, will do is check out the audio uh, versions of these books. So this is uh, let me see three of this. This is number five, the fifth book that R. William James has done, and he's working on another right now, the title that will come out in uh, the next book in the Midnight Marauder series. is called Love Child, and it comes out on January 1. And we're hoping for uh, close to a simultaneous release with uh, the audio version coming out either somewhere uh, close to January 1. And uh, I think it'll be a, uh, also pretty well received by our readers. Now, with Love Child, is that the last of the series, or are you still planning on doing more? Oh no, there's there's uh, there are others. In fact, the I'm not going to give away the title of the one after this, but yeah, the, the the next one is in process, and having I've got a writing retreat lined up. Uh, leaving in two weeks for the Canadian Rockies. That's where one of the places that I write, and I'll be up there for a month and hope to get the next one uh, pretty well in shape before uh, before I come back. Great. We only have about a minute left. How can people find all the books and get in touch with you um, if they want to learn more? Yeah, several several ways. Topwesterns.com is our website. And so everything that we do is there. You can go and uh, sign up for our newsletter, and if you'll uh, do that, then any time a new book is released, you'll be the first one to get it. Um, also, you can go to Amazon.com and just type in Roy Clinton, and uh, all the books will be there. Of course, also the audio uh, books are on Audible, Audible.com, and uh, on iTunes.com or excuse me, iTunes, uh, on the iTunes app uh, on your phone. So 
a lot of different ways to find them, but Top Westerns and Amazon, uh, you'll you'll find them all there. Well, great. Well, I want to thank you very much for your time, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, and it's good to be with you tonight. Me too. Have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dear Texas Radio, where we encourage everyone to drop everything and read a great book by a Texas author. More information about this show or any of our shows from the past years can be found at radio.deartexas.info. That's radio.deartexas.info. I'm Randy James, your announcer for Dear Texas Radio.